0: What is going in, Peeps? What is going in? I'm really sorry. It's been a long time coming. This is the last part, part three, of chapter one of Energy Healing Made Easy. So where we left it was was what to expect during a formal healing session. This is going to be interesting because I would love to know. So every modality we've will have its own way of being and the practitioner you choose is best suited to describing what a session with him or her will be like as for the actual energy transformations in a purely energetic healing session you may not feel anything at all alternatively you may feel some amazing energy shifts in which your energy moves from say heavy and slow dense energy like depression or sadness Into the lighter energy of peace. It really depends on where you are in your life's journey and how much heavy energy you are carrying. It also depends on the fabric of your essence, the timing of the healing and how willing you are to let go of your emotional pain. One of the most interesting effects that people report from an energy healing session is the sensation of the practitioner touching their head. When they have, in fact, moved on to the feet or another part of the body, some people fall asleep during a session and may have lucid dreams or get an answer to a problem that they've been working on. Some people feel as if they leave their body during a session and can see themselves receiving the treatment. Others feel as if they come more deeply into their body. It's a very individual experience, and each time you receive healing, even if it's the same modality and same practitioner, it can be a completely different experience. I cannot say this enough. The credibility and authenticity of the practitioner are the most important things when choosing who to go to for your healing. If you don't feel comfortable or safe with your practitioner, the healing will not be as deep. And could even be damaging. Some healing modalities have associations or regulating bodies that create standards and guidelines for their members to follow. In this way, they upgrade the profession and clients have a system of complaint if something should happen in a session. Professional practitioners members of such associations are on a register. And you can go to the website or the regulating body to find one. Call up the practitioner on the phone and get a feel for them from their voice. Read their website, follow them on Facebook and see if they are coming from the same space as you are. Most of all, follow your intuition. If you have a deep desire to see a specific person, that person is very likely to be the one that can help you the most in in that moment. I hope that After you read this book and become more familiar with healing and with your own needs and requirements, you will be confident and secure in yourself and your ability to find a practitioner that you feel comfortable with. So my personal introduction to energy healing. So when I was in my 20s, I knew I wanted to have children. I had a difficult childhood and it affected how I saw the world and how I reacted to things. I got angry a lot, and it was difficult for me to control my temper. I knew the type of pa- parents that I w- would be. I knew the type of parent that I would be, and felt that was unacceptable. I then dedicated seven years to my own personal development, so that I could become the best mother I could be. I started with self-help books. I read everything I could get my hands on, but began to feel less and less new information in them that would help me. I wanted to get help from a person too, not just from books, but I had trouble finding practitioners or therapy that did it all. Counselling helped, but it didn't change how I felt, just how I thought about things. Hypotherapy helped me connect with my inner self, but didn't know what to do once I got in there. Reiki had the biggest impact on me, reducing the intensity of the emotions I carried. Relaxing my body and calming my mind. I would float out of a Reiki session and not feel angry, uptight or irritated, which at the time was very unusual for me. After I discovered Reiki, I would go once a week to see a Reiki master and had a four hours treatment, which would carry me through the week. Then life stresses would build up again. And by the time the next week came around, I'd be more than ready for my session. My Reiki master was also doing a PhD and over the weeks she became less and less available to me. Every week became every other week and it was getting harder and harder for me to hold it all together between the sessions. I realised that I was becoming dependent on her. When she said she was taking a break to focus on her studies, I was thrown completely. I was devastated in fact. Then she told me that I could learn Reiki for myself. Faced with this reality, it seems like I had no other choice but to learn it. After I trained in the first level of Reiki and created my own daily practice, my own daily self-practice, I began to stabilise and trust that I would always have it at hand if I needed it. That was very empowering, but it still didn't change how I was thinking about the world and the meaning of life, the universe and everything. I love going deep and picking things apart learning how they work so as, well, so as well as continue my studies in reiki i became a psychotherapy. i began a psychotherapy degree it was great but it didn't explain how it all fits together how the very fabric of our being is constructed at this point i was pretty able to handle i was pretty able to handle my anger and the two babies i dreamed about coming, came into my life I enjoyed parenting. I continued to work in my office job at the same time. It was hard. The baby seemed to have seemed to take everything I had left to give after a day in the office to keep myself grounded and stable. I needed something that was just for me. I was beginning to understand that spirituality was the bridge between the logical and the energetic. As my questions got more and more complex I discovered shamanism or should I say shamanism showed up in my life and scared the daylights out of me. There are so much mythologies surrounding shamanism. My my fears were around a loss of control of myself which deeply contrasted with the work I already put into being balanced and stable. Yet there seems to be something that's pulling me in as if all the answers I had been seeking and more were to be discovered through shamanism. I had to know more. My babies were now now old enough to be left with their dad for a short period of time, so I set an intention to go gently and travelled abroad to, bring, to begin shamaniz- shamanistic practice training. I continued my psychotherapy degree and held down an office job, now supporting my two babies and my stay-at-home husband. I also managed to travel twice a year to my shamanic trainings, and continue to do deep internal work. I became a Reiki master teacher. Just as I was completing my formal trainings, two more babies showed up in my life. Four children! For someone who thought they would be the worst mother in the world, I took this as a remarkable gift from the universe and testimony to all the work I had done. I trusted the universe more, and when my work contract was up, I had just qualified as a psychotherapist. So instead of looking for another job, I set up my healing practice. What a risk. I was supporting four children and my husband, but it felt like the right thing to do. I was in my power, in my full potential, and the clients came. They sent me their loved ones, talked about the work I did, and pretty soon I had a very large network of clients and students. I was very supported. I learned how to blend all the healing modalities together, energy healing, psychotherapy, and shamanism to create one seamless, timeless way to heal. Why I believe you can heal yourself without formal training. Now, this is going to be interesting, isn't it? so formal training involves explanation of theory explanation of techniques and then practice of these techniques the focus can be more on the techniques than on the healing do i put the this hand here do i put this hand there how long do i stay here what am i supposed to do next that kind of thing Don't get me wrong, formal training is wonderful and important, but you don't need it to heal yourself. With all the new healing modalities, some people have trademarked their techniques and everyone says their way is the best way. So there are divided loyalties and lots of politics. I choose to step away from all of that. All healing comes from the same source and the quality of the healing is what makes the healing powerful and that healer can be you my clients come to me in pain we go on a journey into their pain together and i teach them how to put the pieces back together how to heal them those that commit to the work continue to heal long after our session has ended once people know the basic concepts of healing and how to apply them in a practical way they get better they don't reach healing they they don't teach healing in schools. you've got to start somewhere, so there are some concepts that you do need to learn and techniques I can give you that will help you experience the concept in a practical way Once you have a basic framework for healing, you can go further with it yourself with or without el- elaboration with or without the bells and whistles. What I teach, I feel doesn't belong to me i believe that my techniques and exercises come from the source of all things whether you call it god the universe great spirit or unconditional love i don't want to trademark register or formalize anything i must certainly don't want to establish the abby wayne school of healing with accreditations and certifications what do i want to do is what i want to do is to empower you to understand what healing is about to show you the concepts and how you experience them. I want to heal the world by teaching you how to heal yourself. The only thing I ask is that you keep your work to the highest integrity. That you don't force yourself to do anything that you, aren't, you are uncomfortable with. That you don't force healing onto someone who is not ready for it. And that you don't set yourself up as a healer after reading this book. This book is really for you alone. If you fall in love with healing while we are on this journey together, then formal practitioner training may be your next step forward. Remember, only you can do your work. Nobody can do it for you and you cannot do something else's work for them. Someone else's work for them. So relax, breathe and enjoy the ride. Oh, this is going to be interesting, people. Please join me. I'll speak to you next time.